Amen. God's good. I'm glad to be back. I've been, I've been gone for like three weeks here, and I'm uh, excited about what God's doing. You know, we've been on a series on Romans. We're going to break out of that series just for uh, about, about eight weeks here. Um, actually, I'm going to do a, a, a small series called Church Defined here this week and next week. Um, Labor Day weekend, I am going to do probably chapter six of Romans. And then we go on to a new, brand new series uh, for about four to six weeks um, on uh, Goliath Must Fall. And you don't want to miss out on Goliath Must Fall. Um, in fact, September 9th, we're just asking everybody who comes to this church to make sure you're here on September 9th. If you have to miss a Sunday, make sure it's not September 9th. Amen? And, uh, and so because of what's, how we're going to just open up with this series, and uh, because I believe people are going to be set free from um, a lot of things in their lives, that this Goliath, these, these giants in your life, whatever that giant you may name, is going to go away in September. Amen? How many guys would agree with that? And we definitely want you to be a part of the small groups. You're going to have a, hear a lot about that in the next coming weeks and even, even today a little bit. Um, so today I want to talk about the vision of Cornerstone. One of the things I, I know in life, vision leaks. That means that um, if we don't keep vision in front of us, we'll forget about it, right? And uh, that's why the writer of Habakkuk, um, when he was complaining to God, and God told him to, to do what? To write the vision down and make it plain. So the runner who reads it can run with it. Amen? And so uh, we want to make sure that our, the vision here is, we, we talk about it a lot. In fact, you'll hear statements over and over again here that what we're here for, what's our mission, is so that you'll experience God to become a fully devoted followers of Christ. And we, we, we want that. We want you to be a fully devoted follower of Christ. And, it, and we have to keep that in front of us because, number one, we don't want just people just to come to church and leave. I'm, I'm sorry, that's just not my heart. I didn't give my life for this so people can just come and hear me talk. Amen? You can say amen about that. I won't be offended. I mean, I'm, I'm just not about that. In fact, I, I, I want, there's more than just hearing me. There's more than just, I'm talking about a Sunday morning. We want you to be a fully devoted follower of Christ. And, and what does that look like, a fully devoted follower of Christ? Well, number one, that you are committed to God, that you have a passion of God, for God that drives you. It's not something that, a passion that, oh, if I, if I go to church, I get what I need. No, 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 You have a passion for God, for who God is. You love God. You're committed to God no matter what. And that motivates you to live for Him in every area of your life. And that's passion. It's just growing and rising in you. Number two, that you're com- competent in the Word of God. That you love His Word. That you're not only informed. You know, you can be informed about the Word. That means you know it up here, but you're but you got to know it in here. That's where transformation happens. You know, the Pharisees, when they were talking around Jesus, Jesus didn't like the Pharisees too much. In fact, came against them a lot because they were informed up here, but they weren't transformed in here. Amen? They, they knew the Word enough to be dangerous. And I, and I don't want you just to know the Word and have these you know, good, tweetable quotes alone. I want you to be transformed. And so a, a fully devoted follower of Christ, this is where our aim is that you're committed to God and you have a passion for God, but you're also competent in the word of God, that you're informed and transformed by his word. That number three, that you're consistent in your walk with God. It's not an up and down thing with you, that you're continually growing with God. doesn't mean you're perfect. You understand that, but you're growing in the Lord. You're consistent, living out your faith in every area of your life. And that number four, you're connected to the body, that you're experiencing transparent uh, relationships in the body of Christ, 
Not, not the relationships that we, we have here in America. That we just, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that today, but that you just go walk through the, how are you? And you say, how are you? And everybody says, fine. That's not the relationship we want here. We want transparent, deep, genuine commitment to the body of Christ and relationships with the body. And number five, being a fully devoted follower of Christ, that means you're committed to ministry. That you're regularly using your gifts and your talents to minister grace, minister the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we want you to use that, not only in the body, but out there in the world. Number six, that you're compassionate for people who don't know Jesus, who are far from Him. That you're compassionate for them. If you're a fully devoted follower of God, you're going to love what He loves and hate what He hates, right? And He loves people. And you're going to love people, especially those who don't know Him yet. And, and number seven, the, the last one, is that you're full of the Holy Spirit. Amen? That you're overflowing. It, the Holy Spirit oozes out of you, right? Amen? And, and it's just because you're constantly in the presence of God. You're constantly in His Word. And the, and the Holy Spirit just comes out of you. And I love how they, they picked me. You know, when, when the apostles were picking deacons, and they picked Stephen, he was a, they said he was a man of full of faith, and the Holy Spirit. Amen? And so that's what it means to be a, a, a fully devoted follower of Christ. And that's our goal. That's our aim. This is what we're going after. And, uh, and that's our vision, is to see that. You know, people a lot of times will ask me, Pastor Sean, what's your vision? And, and a lot of times this is what they want to hear. What is your building vision? They want to know what kind of buildings you're going to do, what kind of thing. And we do have a vision for that. God's given me a dream a long time ago about a building. And He's given me other dreams too. But but really, be honest with you, we, we, we're all about people. We have a people vision here. We are about building people and using buildings, not building buildings and using people. Amen? We're all about people. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, we're not perfect at it. And, 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 but we're, we're going after that. We're loving people with all of our heart. None of us are perfect at that, but that's what we're growing, going after. Our vision is to build people. And everything that we do is, is for that. It's for, and that's what a vision does. It gives you a guideline. Does this help people become fully devoted followers of Christ? And if it doesn't, in some way, in some inch, you know, some movement forward, we don't do it. We don't do it because everybody else does it. We only do it what the Holy Spirit tells us to do, and it's going to build people up. So we're a safe place. We're a place of healing. We're a place of sending. We're a place of training, a place of worship. We're a leadership factory where we're building up leaders and sending them out through the world. You guys remember the dream that one of the dreams the Lord gave me about Cornerstone a number of years ago? was that there were going to be rockets, and I saw rockets taking off from this place right here. And, uh, and everywhere they landed, they exploded for His glory. Amen? And those rockets were you. Those rockets are people that are going to go out of this place, whether it's into the workplace or at the soccer game or wherever it is, or go out to plant churches, which we have a vision of planting churches, um, not only here but throughout the world, that wherever it goes, they're going to explode for His glory. Amen? And so it takes fully devoted followers of Christ to have that happen. So there's two verses that I want to give you that really... Um, our heart and our vision. And, and one comes out of Luke chapter 3, verse 18. Now, th- this is Jesus, and he's talking about himself, but how many of you guys know we have the Spirit of God inside of us? So I like to read it. When I read it personally, I like to read it about me. So it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon 
me. Now, I know Jesus was talking about him there, but I like to say it's about me, too. And I think I can do that scripturally. It's about me. But when I do it for our church, I talk. I say it's about us. So I say the spirit of the Lord is on us, cornerstone, because he has anointed us to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent us to proclaim deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to release the oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Amen. I love that. And that's our, that's the verse that really kind of resounds with with us here that that's the Lord has anointed us and he's gifted us to do those things, to, 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 to preach the good news to the poor. He sent us to proclaim deliverance to the captives. You know what that means? That deliverance is going to happen to people. Amen. Recovery, sight, the blind, healings and miracles and to release the oppressed. And I love that. Another verse that has been in our hearts for many, many years is Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14 and verse 16 through 21. Look what it says here. He says, for, and this is Paul saying, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend uh, with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. How many guys want to be filled with the fullness of God? Amen? Now to Him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Amen? That's my heart. That's a heart for this church. That's a heart for you. And that's what we want. Because we want to help people become fully devoted followers of Christ. Now we have a road map here at Cornerstone. And, uh, and that road map is a, a way that we see people become that. And it's a plan. And we just don't just hit it all the, you know, just all, we hope that it's going to happen. We want everyone to be on this road map in some way developing and becoming that fully devoted followers of Christ. And number one is we call it believing in Jesus. Now, that's, this is our win. That everyone who comes through this, this door of this church will believe in Jesus. Amen? That they'll, get, they'll come to the Lord. They'll become born again. If you're not born again here at the end of the service, you're going to have an opportunity to be that. To receive the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. To make Him the boss of your life. To allow His forgiveness and His love to come in. We want to see that. That's our win. So we have a number of people that do that every, every week that come in through here. They either do it through our services, through some outreaches that we are doing, through missions, through 101. You guys lead people to the Lord. Uh, through our small groups. I mean, we have a lot of that happening. But also our win is, is that sometimes God calls people here to Cornerstone that you might have moved into this area or just God just moved you to this church. And, uh, and our win is for you to be on this, this, this winning uh, in the vision of what we have here. And it's to make sure that you believe in Jesus, that you believe in his word, but you are set in this plan to become fully devoted followers of Christ. And so the next one is called belonging to family, which I'm going to deal with a little bit more here in just a moment. And that's being connected. That means that you, are, you get into our growth track if you're new here, that, that you start to serve in, in the body in some way, that you're involved in small groups and fellowships. It's so important that you're connected. Remember, we're not a Sunday morning church. Amen? I've, I've said this over, over and over again. If you are only involved on Sunday morning, you miss over 90% of what goes on here at Cornerstone. 
There's so much that goes on here, we can't even tweet about it. It's so much. It's overwhelming of what God is doing through our people here at Cornerstone. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I would love to, to share with you everything. It's just, it just goes by. It's, there's so much. Every single week we help people. Every single week we give people food. Every single week we give, help people with finances. Every single week we are praying for people. People are being healed. I mean, there was a group just yesterday doing something, and, and, and three or four people got healed just yesterday. And, uh, and, and, and last week, I mean, I, last Sunday, we had uh, reports of people being healed. I mean, there's just so much going on here. But you being connected is so important. And when you're connected, you're getting involved in all of that. And we, we're going to make it easy for you to be connected. And I'll talk about that here in a minute. Number three is becoming a disciple. Is that you not, only, you not only believe in Jesus, you become part of a family. You become a disciple. That means you're being trained. And that's an ongoing, everybody here is a disciple. You need to be discipled. I have to be discipled. And that happens really. Discipleship happens really one-on-one or in smaller groups. Uh, you, I'm not, I'm, I'm, what we do here on Sunday mornings is a very small part of discipleship. And if this is all you get, you're not getting the full you know, thing that God really wants for you. Discipleship is an ongoing, and we do that through our small groups. We have other things, opportunities through our Bible college that we have here, uh, through our school leaders program that will start in October. You'll hear more about that in the coming weeks. Uh, Becoming a disciple is important. And then number four, building his kingdom. Building his kingdom. This is where you're sent out to do something. That either you start a ministry or you start a small group or you're ministering on the streets. I don't know what it, whatever God's put on your heart. But you are building His kingdom in some way. Because we believe that everyone, in order to be fully devoted followers of Christ, you've got to be a minister. Amen? Come on, amen? That God has something for you, and He's equipped you, and He's, he's called you, and He's anointed you for something. And I'm going to talk more about that next week. I can't wait for that one either. And so um, I'm really excited that you step into that. And that's what really, you know, that's what really gets me going, is that, that you, are, you are going, you are believing in Jesus, you're a part of the family of God, you belong to the family, you are connected, you are becoming a disciple, and when you are sent to do that... Man, I love that. I love seeing people step out in faith into what God has called them to do. Amen? And so what, but what today, I want to really focus on number two, belonging to family. Because I think this is being missed out in the United States of America in Christianity. And churches all over. We belong to events. But we don't belong to a family. See, when you give your life to God, you belong to the body of Christ. You belong to family. You know, Lisa and I, we moved here back in 1993. Some of you remember that because you invited me over to your house. You were at the church that I was at. I remember the McMichaels and that little hamster that kept on going around. It just, that was really cool. Anyway, um, you guys remember that? You, or as a, what was it? It went on the floor. Anyway, it freaked me out. Anyway, um, it was so cool that I kept, couldn't stop watching it. That's what I remember. I don't remember what you made. I'm sure it was good because you cooked good cook. But anyway, um, I... Um, Lisa and I moved here sovereignly. We have no family in this area besides our own kids now. But we do have family. And we have never missed out because we're part of the body. And you are our family. You know who comes over at Thanksgiving to our house? Our church family. 
especially those who don't have family in this area, we invite you. If you don't have family in this area, let me know. I'll invite you. I fry a turkey every, every, I'll fry two, actually, two or three, actually. I, I love the church family. Belonging to family is so important. Turn to Acts. Let me show you something about the early church. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. It says here, they devoted. And that word devoted is something that we don't really get a lot. I mean, they, they gave themselves. The, everything that they were, everything that they are, they gave themselves to this. They devoted themselves. Now, who are they? These are the people that gave their lives to the Lord after they came out of the upper room. That's who they're talking about. When the Spirit of God fell, all 3,000 plus people, it's talking about them. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And everyone was filled with awe, with many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in the homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to the number, number daily all that were being saved. That, that looks to me like community. Amen? That looks to me like family. This is not some people we just see in the hallway and we say, Hi, how are you doing? And we lie to them, Right? Because we're not doing good. We may not be like that, but we don't know them, so we're not going to say anything, and, and I'm sure they don't really want that either. But where community really wants to get involved in your life, and this is community. See, when you give your life to the Lord, it's not about going to church. Now, I know you don't hear pastors say that much. It's not about Sunday morning. It's the whole Thing together, the body. Do we need Sunday mornings? Yeah, we need to come together as a corporate family. But listen, let me tell you something. My heart is this, that more people would be in our small groups than come on our Sunday morning. That's my heart. Because I know if you, you will be, be taken care of if you are with other believers. Amen? And so we see that. And so in the path of becoming fully devoted followers of Christ is that this important step that I become part of the family, that I open myself up and I, I'm, I'm here. Hebrews 10, 24, verse 25 says, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. How are you getting, being stirred up with love and good works if you're not connected, if you're not part of the family? Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another much more as you see the day approaching. It is so important that we're a part of one another. And it's so important that I, I'm, I'm a part. I have small groups. I'm actually doing another one in the series. I, I love it. I love hanging out with people. So, Sean, I don't love hanging out with people. Well, you just need to get saved. <laughs> you know what I mean? you got to love what God loves, and God loves people, right? Love people. Be a part of that. Be a part of that. See, when we believe in Jesus, we're placed in the family. It's so important. Like Proverbs 27, 17 says, iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. I need that. Ecclesiastes 4 and 9 says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. And there's a big thing in, in the church in America today that we like the lights, and I'm thankful for the brand new lights people on on the live stream can see me a little bit better. And I look good because I just checked me out. 
No, I'm joking. <laughs> but, but the thing about it is, is that it's not about the lights. It's not about the entertainment. And that's the dangerous thing I'm seeing in the body of Christ. It's really about community. It's about the power of God. It's about people praying for you. And it's about opening up. So this is what God wants for every believer. He wants them, number one, to get connected. You need to get connected. Let's, that's why the writer of Hebrews says, Let's, let, let us uh, motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Why? Because, because we need to be together. We need to be connected. But not only be connected, what it says in James 5.16 says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. We need not only be connected, but we also need to be open. We need to have that because I need that. Now, a lot of people are freaked out when they read that verse. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to confess my sins. Listen, when you're in community and you know how much God loves you, you know how much the people love you, they're not going to give up you because you're screwed up because every single one of us are. And we need to be open. I need to be open. You need to be open. And we need people to pray for us. We need people to stand behind us. Not just accountability, but people who can help us out of that and see deliverance happen. Amen? I need that. We have a thing called Kairos. And I encourage you to be a part of Kairos when it comes around. And, and, uh, but that's not just it. That's just a part of the deliverance process. It's, it's, it's community. That's one thing I love about even the, uh, love after marriage. You, you, don't even, you just don't come to a big group. You, you sit in a table with, uh, uh, with other believers here that are working on their marriage. And it becomes a small community. And you get open. Because this is what real community brings. Number one, real community gives me support. The church should be a place of support. God compared it to a building in Ephesians 2.21. He says, in Him the whole building is joined together and rises to become what? A holy temple in the Lord. If we're going to be a holy temple, we've got to come together. We're a building. We need support. Even when you think you don't need support, you need support. Amen? We need emotional, spiritual, uh, physical. We need support. Romans 1.11, I love this, and I've talked about this a number of weeks ago in our Roman series. He says this, I long to see you. This is Paul writing to the, the Roman church. He says, I long to see you so that I might impart to you some spiritual gifts. Now let me stop there. I'll read it in this minute. You know, in this day and age in technology, we have live streaming, which is good, especially if you're going to be out of town, but it doesn't take the place of church, right? In fact, I'm with a group of pastors. We were thinking, should we even do live streaming? Okay, we'll do it. Anyway, um, <laughs> we're going to do it, but you got to be connected, right? Amen? So we're in a place in, in America where um, probably over half of Christians don't go to church. Now, it could be because they've been hurt. Listen, let me tell you something. People hurt people. It's not just church. You get hurt in your workplace, but you don't stop working. Listen, we need to learn how to deal with our hurts, right? And the Bible's very clear. Jesus is very clear. You go to them. Amen? That's another message. Let's just go on. But anyway... So, but a lot of things is like we try to get our words and we try to be Christian by going on to different preachers. I have a list of preachers that I, I listen to, pastors that I listen to. 
um, and I gain a lot from them. Um, but they're not my pastor. They don't disciple me. And see, here Paul, what he used to do, he wrote letters. And that's what made up most of the New Testament. And in that day, that was live streaming. Right? That was basically as live as you can get, you know? And it took months to circulate, months and maybe years to circulate. But that was live streaming. That's how he did it. You thought, you thought the U.S. Post Office is slow. This, I mean, this was done by carrier. Not carrier pigeon. This is somebody walking or traveling, carrying it to them, you know. So in that day, it's live streaming. But this is what he says. This is not enough. This letter is not enough. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to what? To make you strong. That is, that, that, I, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Wow, isn't that cool? That's what we need. Yeah, it's no, no, no problem. We need the letters. It's no problem to listen to people online. In fact, I encourage you to do that. Always do that. You get encouragement. It's part of it. But it's not all of it. In fact, you need that touch. You need that community. Amen? You need community. So, real community gives me support. Number two, real community helps me grow. The church is a place for you to grow. And, and, and God compared it to the, to the body. He says in Ephesians 4.16, From Him the whole body, joined and held together by every supportive ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. The Bible really says you cannot grow alone. And I've heard people say this, all I need is Jesus. Well, yeah, you do need Jesus, but, you, but He's given the church, you and I, not the building, but the church, you and I, for each other. We need each other. We cannot grow alone. And that's why we provide a number of things, especially small groups, uh, to help you grow. We provide other things in Bible college and, and school of leaders and uh, other things that, to help you. But really, that one-on-one relationship is so important. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. I can't have that one-on-one relationship with everybody. I can have a relationship, and I love hanging out with people and talking with people. And you can call me, and I'll meet with you. And sometimes it takes a week or so for you to get in to, to meet with me. But I love to do that. But I cannot pastor everybody. Jesus had 12 and lost one. And in, in, in uh, Matthew chapter 9, at the end of the chapter, he looks over the crowd of people and says, They are sheep without a shepherd. Who's the chief shepherd? Jesus. And he's perfect. What he does, he, he does in chapter 10, he looks to his disciples and he sends them out. See, we need each other. I can't pastor everybody. We can't hire enough people to do it. And not, not, we're just not going to. We're not going to be a church that just hires and hires and hires. We are volunteers. Amen. Because we want more money to go to, to outreach, more money to help people and feed people. We want to do that. If we hire people, we can't give 25%. So it takes all of us being a part and being in that. And I'll talk more how you can be a part of that next week. And number three, real community provides protection. The church is a safe place. 
John 10, 11, Jesus modeled this. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And that's what we do here. I see many of our people laying their lives down, not, not physically, but their time and their resources to help other people. And I love that. You see protection. There's protection in numbers. You need protection from the enemy, right? Sometimes you don't know he's attacking you, right? And he is. And But somebody else may say, hey, that's the enemy, and we're going to come against that right now. You need that. And number four, real community shows me love. Church is a, is a place to have a family where true love is there. Romans 12.10 says, be devoted. Hey, there's that word devoted again. Devoted to one another in brotherly love. That's what, that's what it's all about, is loving one another and helping one another with the word and understand it and be discipled and be there for one another. Galatians 5.6 says, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. I can't express my love for you if I don't have a relationship with you. You cannot receive real love unless you have a relationship with people. And sometimes I know people, some people don't like crowds, some people don't like, like to be in, uh, around other people. Listen, you need it. And when you find out the value of that, you're going to enjoy it because you're going to be part of a team that's together, that's for you. Amen? So church is a place where the community happens, where faith is encouraged, hope is given, grace is preached, faith is encouraged, life is enjoyed, family is found, and that's what we want here. So it's about belonging to a family. We are a family. No matter how small we are or how big we are, it's all relative to somebody else, right? Amen? But we are a family, and that's what we fight for. So I want to challenge you to go beyond the Sunday mornings. Now listen, in our church, you know, the average Christian overall in America goes to church 1.7 times a month. In the 90s, it was three times a month. Well, we've just gotten busy, right? Sunday is no longer, longer sacred, so... We have sports, we have everything. And I'm not condemning anything here. I want you to know that, okay? I believe you need to be involved in sports with your kids. I believe it should have a purpose too, right? And our families, and I know I've heard stories after stories of families ministering to other families. I love that. Be a light. That's what you need to be. And so we, we do provide live streaming for that. We provide opportunities for you to listen. You do listen, need to listen to the services. But you need to be part of community. So in our church, I had uh, uh, Bethany do a, a, a search and see how many people actually come here at least once a month, some two, some three times, and hardly anybody comes four times. There's some, some of you, and there's a special place in heaven for you. And it's, I mean, there is. I don't even think I come four times a month, you know, and uh, I haven't been in the last few weeks. Anyway, um, but um, we have... A little over 800 people that do that, that come. But on a Sunday morning, we have about 450 to 500 kids and everything. Anything that moves, we count it. So, um, <laughs> right? Amen? And I don't count because I'm evangelistic, so it's all by faith. And so I see thousands, so they don't even let me count. Anyway, and, um, but the thing about it is, over, almost half of our people aren't here on a given Sunday. 
In fact, if you really want to see people, you need to, this is what you need. We have every other week, we have a, usually have a different group of people in some way. Some of you are, are really, you come a lot, so you kind of see that. Um, and especially in our second services, which is our largest service. So my heart is, is to get everybody in a small group this September. Amen? And so we have a new series that we're doing called Goliath Must Fall. It's based off a book by Lou Giglio. And, uh, and I, I just did, I, uh, read that book. And, and I tell you what, it's one of the only books that I've read in a long time that actually ministered to me. That in one of the chapters, I went, oh, I need that. And um, it's just a great book. Um, and so what we're going to do is we're starting groups starting after September 9th. We're going to start the series on September 9th on Sunday mornings. It's going to be a little different from the book. Um, and so, but we're starting small groups. And, uh, and these are six weeks small groups. And it's very easy for you to commit to that. Amen? And they're video-based. Um, and then there's going to be discussions, and it's going to be maybe about an hour long, a give or take 10 or 15 minutes of fellowship and food and whatever the, the small group provides. And I want to encourage you to be a part of a small group. I think in your bulletin, is there in your bulletin there's a list of small groups? Okay. I want you to get that out, and I want you to pray about what group you should be a part of. Okay. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. We, these, all these leaders are great leaders. And you're going to love every single one of these leaders. Now, these are our open groups. And we have some other groups that are going on that are doing the service. They just have too many people. But um, uh, these groups are, are open. They're new. I'm actually doing one. If you live in the Lee Summit area, you're welcome to come over to my house and bring food to my house. And, uh, I would, and we're going to have a great time. Amen. And, um, but um, I, I, I want to encourage you to, to be a part of a group and say, Pastor Sean, I can only go to a few times. Go a few times. Get connected. It's one of the best things for us to do. So we, we're doing this starting September 9th. Now, there's information on how you can sign up. You can sign up online. You can fill out a form, I think, right now, and they'll let you. And what you're going to see more and more is us trying to get you connected. Now, some of you may just say, well, Pastor Sean, I, my marriage is in trouble. Or I, we just need work. I'm going to tell you what, maybe it's for you to be a part of, of Love After Marriage. That's a small group. And you can, you can get this and you can, we can give you some other stuff on that. So I don't want you to stop that. So whatever God is leading you to, be connected. Be connected and try to get connected. And if you and, and some of you have ministries, and I know that, and Lisa's probably talked to you. We can help you do that in your ministry because you have a small group in that. Um, but get connected somehow. So look at those groups and sign up, okay? You have a few weeks and just organize it. Some of them meet different nights and get part of it because it's so important to be connected because we are family. Amen? We are family, and we want you to belong to a family. Amen? Bow your heads, close your eyes.